This is Ashley Stone, and you're listening to The Comeback Podcast. Well, I'm I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I mean, you didn't go super, super in detail in your email, and so I'm really excited yeah. <laughs> to hear all of the all of the things that come along with uh the shane comeback story so (laughs) well cool thanks for having me so i uh grew up in uh far west utah just north of ogden um pretty much my whole life i'm a principal at an elementary school um yeah so i I taught for a while and uh ended up going into teaching married to my wife jackie for Geez, 21 years. Yeah, 21 years. She uh she was 19, I was 21. Um, never went on a mission. We have five kids for fun, love to hunt, love the outdoors, love football. Yeah. So three girls and two boys. So yeah. Awesome. So growing up, kind of in the church, kind of not. Like we went here and there, didn't really like it, thought it was boring. You know, didn't really feel a need to go. I'm like, why do I need to go to church? I'm fine. I don't need church. Me and my brother kind of were kind of wild growing up. And I loved, uh, I guess I kind of loved being a rebel a little bit. And I thought, and honestly, I thought church was kind of nerdy. I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. I did always believe in God. Um, I did have a bishop in my teen years that he understood me, helped me a lot, even though I wasn't active. And he knew I wasn't going on a mission. It's actually perfect because he himself was a part of your growing up and he never served a mission. So he got me pretty well. That was really, really lucky I had him. So he helped me a ton. He saved my life, honestly, in a lot of ways. Anyway, so going to uh, get out of high school, um, going to college, I get like a 1.7. I'm like there for the party scene. I don't even care about the school. Um, I'm working at Harmon's in the meat department. I meet Jackie. Uh, my wife, so she's up, she's a checker at Harmon's and she's still in her senior year of high school. So, uh, we, we start dating, you know, she was, she was active, but we were just young, having fun, not religious, really <laughs> just having fun. So we start talking about marriage. Her family was pretty religious. Mine, not so much talk about getting married in the temple. And it's like, oh, you can be still together forever. Oh, well, that sounds good. Let's do that. That's as much thought as I had put into it. I'm like, yeah. And so I had, we had some repenting to do. We had to take care of some things. That bishop that I had for my teen years was uh, still my bishop. I'm convinced if it wasn't for him that I would have not got married in the temple. He was, he, he was awesome. He, uh, he understood me. And anyway, so he, he worked with this and we ended up getting, just getting sealed. You know, life goes on. I'm going to church. I'm teaching some like 10 year olds. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just kind of joking around with them and having fun. I mean, they liked me. I like them. We eventually have a baby. So uh, this time we've been married almost five years. We, we, you know, we wanted to have fun and stuff before we had kids. So we have a baby. Soon as this baby was born, my first girl, I loved her. I loved her more than anything. Right when I saw her, I could tell like it's just different. It's a different kind of love, you know. And I would do anything for her. And um, I don't know if you have daughters or not, but I think you do, actually. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. So a daddy and a daughter's love is very, very special, very different. So anyways, it comes time to uh, to bless the baby, right? So I go in 
to the bishop and um he's like so you know he's asking me all the questions and i'm like yes 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 you believe in joseph smith yes do you do you have a testimony of god yes 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 and he's like do you pay tithing and i said no and he's like well what, okay tell me about that and i'm like well i'm going to school full time i'm trying to work full time as much as i can jackie's home with the baby and i said I, uh, man, I can't pay tithing. Like, I, I can't. And then his response was, well, then you can't bless your baby. So mm-hmm. at that point, that was just the straw. I'm like, I am done. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. I, uh, I kind of deal with a little bit of, I got a guilty conscience, a little bit of scrupulosity. And so I feel a lot of pressure. I feel a lot of pressure, like, good heck, can I really not just go have a beer with my brother or dad? Really? Do I really got to wear these dang garments? And, you know, they're like so uncomfortable, sweating to death in the summer. <laughs> and and then that happened. And I'm like, I'm done. You know, I'm like, I don't care if you're a murderer. You should be able to bless your own baby. In hindsight, that bishop made the right call. But at the time, I didn't want to hear it. And I think, you know, bishops, they say they can, you know, discern kind of what the, your, their board members are filling with. And he probably knew. And I know God knew. Like I was one foot in, one one foot in, one foot out. I'm like, I, yeah, I want to bless my baby. Yeah, the church was a good thing, but I had pretty much zero testimony. So he says no. So I'm like, okay, well, we're done. Got offended, which you know, my fault. Whenever you're offended, it's really your own fault. Never back then would I have said that. I'm just bashing him. I'm like, oh, he's an idiot. Anyway, we start kind of moving away from the church, and I honestly, I honestly felt relieved. I was like, thank goodness. I don't have to get up and bust a baby in front of people. I don't have to pay tithing. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to I don't have to wear these uncomfortable garments. I when I go hunting with my brother and dad, I can have a beer but without feeling guilty. And I was like, thank goodness. Like I was I felt a huge relief, honestly. You know, life goes on. Start, you know, partying a little more. Nothing. I mean, I'm still a good husband. I'm still a good dad, but you know, we're partying, you know, just with family and friends, nothing, you know, crazy, but not keeping the word of wisdom type stuff. I guess I start talking to people that were like-minded as me, like the church is a joke, church is a fraud. I didn't get into the real anti-research. I was just going off on um, how I feel. I'm like, okay, Joseph Smith, wait a minute. And you can find this right on churchofjesuschrist.org. It's like, wait a minute, he married a 14-year-old? Wait a minute, he was marrying people? He was getting sealed to, to ladies that were already married. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, this is a, a joke. Like he, I was convinced that he was a manipulative pervert. That's what I thought of him. So it just further like kind of sealed the deal. Like, dude, that is such a joke. Like, you know, it's a joke of a church. So things go on. And also the thing with the blacks not having the priesthood, you know, I'm like, what this, this, and then all of a sudden they could, I'm like, Hey, whatever. I thought people that went to church, uh, my my opinion of them, and that's the other thing, and I don't know if you noticed this too, but when I wasn't like religious, I was so judgmental, and now that I am, I'm like, wow, Shane, like, you don't know, like, you don't know half of what you think you know. Yeah. My opinion was, you know, um, these people that go to church, they're gullible, they're naive, like they're childish, they've never thought for one second and questioned anything, they just... Go with what they're told. Just blind sheep, you know what I mean? Following blindly. That was my opinion of anyone that was religious. And at this point, I even start doubting God a little bit. 
and I don't know if he um, exists. And the funny thing is, is I'm, I, I'm having the time of my life. I'm happy. My, my job teaching, I love the kids. I love my job. One of Sunday night, I can't wait to go to work Monday. Uh, hunting's a big part of my life, a big part of my family's life. I'm, you know, I'm shooting big deer, shooting bears. It's just, everything's working out. Life's just great, right? Love life. But, you know, God chastens those who he loves. So life keeps going on. About 36, I start feeling a little bit sick physically. I have, um, I have the syndrome. It's called man type one. It's anyways, it affects like your parathyroids, your pancreas and your pituitary, um, runs in the family. And if you get checked, you're fine, but it can cause some problems. Can turn into cancer and stuff. So about 36, um, not feeling too great physically. Even start having thoughts come to my head that I don't like, that are kind of bothering me, you know. And I'm like, well, whatever. And I just keep trying to put it off. I got pretty bad, but my opinion, see, I was so prideful. You, if I thought if you go to therapy, if you take medication, well, you're a sissy. It's in your head. Snap out of it. You guys are pathetic. That was my point of view on things. And so as you can tell, I'm needing to be humbled at this point. So anyways, I'm, uh, you know, I'm starting to feel depressed now. And I'm like, gee, Shane, you sissy, like snap out of it. Like knock it off. But I don't need God. I don't need anyone. My pride is just next level. Part of this man type one, this disease, uh, makes your calcium spike. So anyways, one, one day my calcium spikes very high. When your calcium spikes, you can't like retain water. You can't mm. drink water. You can't. And I'm throwing up like crazy. And my wife is like, I remember she's like that morning. You looked like, a, you know, like a big, you know, big tough guy. By that afternoon, you looked like you were wasting away. And I was just throwing up like crazy. So go to the hospital um, and I'm laying there in bed. I'm, the, it, the pain in my side was hurting very bad. And at this point, I'm just laying there in the bed. They gave me some anti-nausea stuff. And I'm waiting for the doctor. I'm literally waiting for the doctor to come in and say, well, you got cancer. You're going to get out about two months. I'm just I'm sure that's what he's going to say. So he walks in and he's like, well, we can't find anything. You look fine. So they take my blood, realize my calcium spike due to, I don't know if I, anyways, the parathyroids that this disease can affect. It makes it go into a tumor. It's not cancerous in the parathyroids, but it may, it controls your calcium. And so it had been growing. And so it made my calcium spike. Your calcium controls is connected to a lot of your hormones and everything. It really, it messed me up bad. When I was 16, I actually had a surgery to take them out, but they couldn't find them. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that. I feel fine. And so anyways, here we are 20 years later and um, they do this scan. And it turns out the parathyroids are supposed to be right here and right here. There's four of them. Mine's like right here. So I'm like, oh my gosh, not only is there a tumor, it's clear down in my chest. So they tell me they're going to have to do open heart surgery, break my sternum open. I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm like, no, well, I guess I'll just die. I'm not doing that. And so I find this specialist in Florida for, I guess, interesting information. So like the leading surgeon in the most places in the U.S. does like 20 parathyroids a year. This guy does 13 a day. And so... Yeah, and so I luckily find him, and at the time it's a blessing, but I'm in no like frame of mind to think about blessings. So I um I go down there, and this doctor, he's the biggest jerk in the world, but he knew his stuff, and he's like, 
well, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll go in and get it. And so I come out of the anesthesia and he, he has, he didn't get it. Um, he was just trying to go down and grab it. And he's like, listen, I've made every mistake in the book. He's like, if I go down there, if I kept going and I tried to yank that thing up, it's going to break in a hundred pieces and you're going to have tumors everywhere in your body. He's like, so you're going to have to come back and have someone go through your ribs and get it. So long story short, I go back. They send a robotic arm through my chest or through my ribs, grab it, pull it out. And you got to have some of the parathyroid really to die. So they cut up some of the pieces and plant it in my neck. So anyways, that's over. Um, one thing is my parathyroid hormone was like 398. And after that, it dropped down to three. And that is connected to a lot of other hormones. And I've got, turns out I got this scrupulosity issue on top of things. So I'm very messed up now. Like I am, I'm super messed up, not healthy mentally, tired physically, and I'm kind of all over the place. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling down, you know? So I come back, I'm having to take like, because the, the parathyroid is, is buried in the thyroid, but I'm not getting enough calcium now. So I'm taking like 70 calcium pills a day to make up for it. Oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And so anyway, like finally, you know, I have to take like 60, then 50 and it keeps dropping, but I am feeling down and I can tell I'm not good in my head. I start putting my happiness on hunting. I'm still not even close to thinking about going back to church or going back to God. And I'm like, you know what? I just got to, you know, cause hunting, you know, is kind of my thing. And I'm like, well, if I can just get a big buck and I'll, you know, I'll just focus on hunting and, and I can get a big buck and I'll, that'll make me happy. And I know there's a saying, you know, God wants us to have things. He just doesn't want things to have us. And, um, that's what I did into, you know, someone like, like, you know, to a girl, it might be being in the best shape, you know, or a guy having all this money or being beautiful or having the kids that are dressed nice. For me, it's hunting. That's my, that's my thing. And so that's what I had. Uh, hunting kind of had become my god so anyways I, i'm pushing super hard hunting i'm always away from the family not having any success so then i start to even feel more down about myself which is which is kind of dumb but i just i love hunting so uh, anyways i'm feeling like geez shane like you can't hunt you can't do this you can't do that and in the meantime i'm leaving my teaching job to go be a, a principal and so i'm i'm leaving the job i love the most in the world to do something that i'm not sure about and I was devastated because I knew my favorite part of the job is the kids. I was like, well, now you're now you're leaving the classroom. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm not doing good. And um, I'm kind of talking to Jackie, my wife, about this stuff. I decide, you know, just to I'm not I'm not going to get on, I'm not going to see a doctor, I'm not doing anything. I'm still this super prideful person. And I start to feel a little better. I tell uh Jackie, I'm like, even at my lowest. I'm like, the funny thing is, even at my lowest, I was nowhere close to going back to that fraud of a church, is what I told her. I'm starting to do a little better, but then sure enough, I start to do bad again. Now I'm in my second year as an intern principal. The first year I worked under some people um, that didn't really see eye to eye with me on how how school should be ran and how you you know interact with staff and kids, and so, but I just had to kind of shut up and do what they said because I'm, you know, I'm not the boss. So this next year, I get put with this um, guy. He he saved my life. So he's a principal, and he's also happens to be a stake president. Um, he knows that I don't like the church. You can tell he loves the Lord, right? He handles every situation 
Like he, I seen him get hard situations, and he handled it. He was so wise, and he handled it so well. I'm like, jeez, like I would have snapped at that teacher if she was talking to me like that. Like, I, for example, one day this teacher screaming at him, and I'm like, oh, she's, oh, you better let her have it. And he doesn't, you know. And um, she just kind of leaves, and I'm like, geez, I'm like, well, whatever. And about half hour later, the she, this same teacher, comes back in. And she's crying. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I yelled at you like that. And he's like, you're, and he, I remember he's like, you're fine. He's like, you, this job can be hard. You were frustrated. He's like, don't worry. You're fine. And she leaves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have ruined the relationship. I would have snapped at her. And I'm like, how, how did you not? I'm like, I said to him, I go, I go, dude, you're amazing. How did you not snap at her? And he goes, she's got a good heart, Shane. I knew she would do that. And I'm like, wow. And so I keep watching him and watching him. He never talks to me about the church. Things he says, I can tell he loves God. And like he gets strength from God, you know. And so I, at all this time, I'm, I'm still having a hard time. And so I watched, I watched him for about four months. And I was impressed. And I'm like, geez, I want to be like him. Anyways, I'm still having this, going through this bad time. And so one day I'm at home, you know, during this school year when he's my you know, mentor, I'm at home and I'm, I'm on the bed and I, and I start having these thoughts that are so disturbing and I'm pale and I'm sweating and Jackie comes in and I'm like, something's wrong. I like, I am scared. I go, I told her, I go, I'm terrified. I'm like, and I'm just like, I, I can't like this. These thoughts are so disturbing and it's making me sick. And I felt like I was going to throw up. She could tell I was pale. It was like, it was like a little glimpse of what hell might be like, I imagine. Anyways, it passes a little bit. And at the same time, which I think God gave me a lifeline, my sister is going through the exact same thing, which is so weird. And she's told me many times, like, Shane, I would have, I couldn't have done it. I wouldn't have made it if you didn't understand. She's like, because my, my husband loves me and he's there for me, but no one understood. No one understood but you. And I told her the same thing. It's just so dark and miserable. And it's like, geez. And, and so these are all that. still symptoms of the same thing that is hereditary, that same illness that's that's hereditary. And your sister just so happened to have the same one. Well, so she doesn't have the men one that causes okay. the calcium problems, but there's something else going on in the family too <laughs> with, you know, with yeah. uh, scrupulosity and anyways Got and it. stuff like okay. that. And, and she, she has some surgeries too, actually. Yes, we are both been hammered. Like, and we all, you know, I have five kids, four or three under the age of four. I got twin boys. She's got little kids and she had a surgery and, you know, work can get stressful. And I think our bodies were hammered physically from the surgeries and the hormones, maybe the stress of everything. It, ju it just is like too much. And, and also my wife, my gosh, like, I'm like, she, I could not do what she does. I could not put up with me. And so, I'm like, wow, like she was always there for me. And I remember I just wanted to be close to her. Like she just, I want, she made me feel safe. I just wanted to be around her, uh, my wife. And so anyways, this is still going on. A few days later, I'm laying there in bed. I've got uh, the cutest little daughter, my youngest daughter. She is, she's so cute. She's so happy. She's so funny. Just giggly. Like just like, I'm so lucky to be her dad. And so I'm laying there in bed and I can hear her in the hall. 
and I can hear her giggling and laughing. And the thought comes to me, I want to die. I just want to die. And I'm like, what the heck? So I start kind of getting teary-eyed. And I'm like, okay, dude, something is seriously wrong. And so I call in Jackie and I tell her. And at this point, I'm starting to finally get, like, I, I can't fight it alone anymore. And then I'm starting to break down a little bit. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? It's like, what is going on? And um, it passes a little bit. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. So the next day, my wife's cleaning this building, right? On the weekends, she would clean the building. So I went to help her. I, like I said, I liked being with her when I was feeling this way. But I'm, I'm walking down the uh, in a separate hall from her. And, you know, up to this point, I, I've seriously got a pride problem. It's like, I'm not going to, I don't need help. But I'm kind of almost to the breaking point. And I'm walking down the hall by myself. And I just, I just fall to my knees. And I'm like, God, I cannot do it anymore. And then, you know, and I'm crying, please. I'm like, just help me. I said, I remember saying like, I'm yours. I remember saying like, I'm yours. Whatever you want, I will do it. Please help me. I, I need you and I cannot do it without you, please. And I'm begging. You know, we go home and I tell Jackie, I said, I'm like, it's time to, to go back to church, you know, time to, you know, in a way become who you're supposed to be. So I'm like, it's time to go back. So I start going back. I'm asking all these questions in church. I'm like, and I'm not asking them to be a jerk. I'm asking them because I'm like, I am tired of the skirting around the topics. I'm like, let's talk about it. I got, I've got to know. So I'm asking about polygamy. I'm asking about um, the blacks not having priested. I'm like, let's talk. What is going on here? Like, what? why? What's going on? And so we're having these discussions. And I remember the bishop comes over to my house one day and he's like, hey, thank you for asking those questions. Keep asking them. And, you know, they could, I think they could tell that I was interested, but I'm like, I can't fake it. I got to know. And so anyways, um, I'm doing this. Um, you know, I'm having my doubts, but I start hearing things that speak that speak peace to me and i'm like geez like i hope that's true you know and i'm like oh how nice would that be i'm like is that really true i one day i get on my on my knees and i'm like and i tell god i'm like god I, i'm all in but i can't i can't not ever drink a beer again i can't give 10 percent of my money i can't wear these garments if i don't know and i'm like i promise you I promise you I will help bring people to you. And I promise I'm all in. But I, and maybe it's a weakness of mine. I'm like, but I've got to know. And a few weeks later, I'm having a hard time again. I walk into the bathroom and I see the Book of Mormon sitting there. And then I see it. And as soon as I see it, um, I have this thought very, very, very clear, and very strong. The answer to all your problems in life is in that book. That's the feeling I get. And it's super powerful. It's it's not like just a like it hits me hard. And the feeling of like the sadness and everything goes away. And I could tell that that, that was God talking to me. I could tell that was, you know, my personal revelation. I'm like, wow. And it hit me harder. Maybe one other thing has hit me as hard, um, which was another answer, but that it hit me so hard. And um it it was clear to me that that was my answer that this is true. So I'm like, well, I know it's true. If I um, say it's not, I'm the hugest hypocrite in the world. And so I've talked to my wife about this and I've asked her, like, have you got answers like that? And she's like, I, I haven't. I kind of, you know, yeah, I, I know. And I kind of get 
some feelings. And I've had some incidences, like two, three, four, which are so powerful. I think God does that for me because my I have this weakness that he's given me of this scrupulosity, constant doubt. And I think he knows, like, Shane has got this weakness. He has a problem. He can't just go on with, like, well, I think it's true because that's not how I operate. And he knows Shane needs answers and he needs them big time. And I think it's a trade-off with my scrupulosity and the doubt I have that he's blessed me with super strong answers because he realizes I need that. So I got that answer. I start, I start going back to church. Well, I'm already going, but I, you know, I'm slowly starting to, anchor. I, I didn't do it all at once, you know, cause it's hard to like be, just go, okay, here's 10% of my money, throw in the garments, done. Yep. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm slowly getting there and getting there and getting there and getting there. And pretty quick though, but you know, not all one day. We get a temple recommends, we're going back. And um, the thing that, the thing I love though about the church, I've had other questions about um, certain issues in my life. And and I've been so blessed with the answers he's given me. There was one specific issue. I, he gave me such a clear answer. And I guess I just want to tell people and maybe people know, but. Like, it's so cool when you get an answer from him because it, there's no doubt. And I got problems with doubts. And there's no there's no doubt because he he can see your life all at once. He knows everything. He knows everything that's going to happen. He knows you better than you know yourself. And, you know, then that, and he can tell you, even in the scriptures, like, he can tell you things that no man knows, right? And that's what he did for me in a couple of different ways. And, and then later in that scripture, it says, like, what greater witness can you have than from God? That's like, well, there isn't any. And so with my personality, I love it because it's like, dude, that's as good as you're getting. <laughs> There's nothing better than you get that answer from God and you can take it to the grave. And he knows everything. And then later in that scripture, you know, doubt not, fear not, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. And the, the other thing that I'll kind of say is that I, that it's changed my very nature. It's made me a more positive person. It's made me a better dad, better husband, because I'm not as selfish. Although I'm probably got to work on that. I'm still kind of selfish in some ways, <laughs> but um, I've definitely gotten better. Um, one thing that kind of illustrates my, my change. It's a hunting story. It'll be quick though. So I'm uh, sorry. So I'm, uh, I'm hunting with my wife and we're, in, we're back in this back in the back country. We got these pad goats and we're in there. Like on the day, day three, I see this great big deer. So. I get over there and I shoot. Looks like it looks like I broke his back. Looks like he's dead, you know. But it gets dark and I can't. And so I'm like, gosh dang it. I go down there. I'm looking. I'm like, I don't even know where I'm at. And so I'm like, I'm gonna have to come back in the morning. So we go hike back up to the tent, go out in the morning, and I'm so excited. I'm like running up the hill because I'm like, dude, I can't wait to just see what he is. Like touches, just touch his antlers. Like just see the detail. So I'm running up there and he's not there. And there's blood. And I look for hours and hours, hours, can't find him. And I just remember thinking like the old Shane would have been pissed, would have been stupid, this stupid, that I can't believe this. Why? Like Jackie, why didn't you tell me where I hit him or just whatever to make an excuse and just be mad. But I remember sitting there. I remember a talk by Ukdorf and he's like thankful in any circumstance. And so it changed me from being negative and mad and upset to like look at you shane you are in a beautiful place 
You are healthy enough to be here. You hiked clear in here. You got a chance at a big buck. You made the memories of a lifetime with your wife. You are so lucky. Most people never even get this tag. And I was like, and it just changed everything. And I took those lessons I learned on my next hunt and shot a great big deer. But anyways, it just changed me. I'm glad glad you got it. I love that. I love it so much. Um, So I have a question. What about Jackie? Like, where was she during this time? When you decided to leave and come back what was it like with her was she just like yeah you know she kind of was just in alignment with you and you guys were kind of in it together when you decided to come back was she was she ready like how did she how did she receive that okay so let let me say one more thing i just forgot people might be wondering like well do you feel better now or whatever so i so i wanted to say to that god could just snap his finger and be and you could be better obviously if you wanted Mm -hmm. but does it you know that's he expects you to, you know, put in the work. And so through other, you know, praying to him and doing my own work, he's gave and given me answers and led me down a path to get healthy again. It just wasn't like, oh, I'm going to church, boom, I'm better now. I just wanted to make sure people knew that. So anyway, yeah. sorry. So yeah. the thing about Jackie, she loves me so much. I don't even know what to say. Like, and I love her so much. This is bad, but she would follow me into hell. She would. So she, and she did in a way, she's just always there for me. It doesn't matter. She's, she's there and, um, we're just meant to be, I really think, you know, we're meant to be, and she knows how to handle me. She knows if she tells me, if she would have told me you need to go to church, I'd have been like, nope. And it would have best been a fight, but she loves me for who I am. Yeah. You'll just follow me into hell and back what she did. And I love her and I'm grateful for her and I'd follow her too. I love that. That's so sweet. Um, so tell me more about your um the stake president and your story. And oh, okay. I think it's interesting because this is kind of a common theme that I see in these stories of coming back is that somebody will come into their life that is not a family member, and it's like they make such an impact. Like my husband has a story like that where he, you know, somebody was a a bishop came into his life that was so just, it was in a work situation as well. And it just, it had such a positive impact on his life. It truly changed the trajectory of his life just to see how this guy was interacting with other people and just to feel the spirit when he's around this guy. And just seeing how, you know, how he lived his life. Yeah. And it, it, I hear that in your story too. And like, there's other episodes that it's a similar thing. And I mean, in my own life, it's like, I, there's people that I'm just like, wow, you know, how, how could this not be true when this person is yeah. literally radiating light? They are yeah. literally just so intelligent, so wise. And so I'm yeah. curious to know like how that relationship, you know, how, like what, what ended up happening with him? Yeah. So like you said, like the way they handle stuff and you want to be around them, especially mm-hmm. when you don't feel good because it's like, I don't know, they make you feel better. And so anyways, he's now my boss and I love him. We we talk all the time. I told him he saved my life. But looking back, he was, he knew, probably knew, you know, he knew what he knew. I was maybe watching him. All of us need to be aware that people are always watching us. 
and you know people everyone's having a hard time and he like he just he never would talk bad about anyone ever like it's like you could not make him say anything bad about someone he's always happy he's just always positive like like that story about i told you about the deer like that's something he would have done and it's just like and if someone says something bad about him never offended like one teacher i remember you know called him a name and um and he just kind of laughed and he's like oh she's she's just having a hard time you know wow <laughs> yeah and it was just like and it was so easy to um he just could see things so clear yeah and um yeah and I, i'm still in touch with him to this day that's so awesome i so you saw someone like that too you were watching them yeah it's just funny because some of the most successful people that i know that i look up to i mean not only are they successful like temporally but like just the way that they operate in their life they just have such an intelligence and i mean it's just really cool to be able to see that and i don't know it's hard to put into words but like yeah, that, i'm like wow i really i hope that i grow up to be like you one day yeah. you know like it's really interesting and so i i just hearing that in your story it's kind of a common theme that i've heard and and I love what you said, like, it's, it is important for us to like operate in a way because it's like, who's watching you? Like, who's watching you today saying like, wow, you know, Shane, he, there's something different about him, like, and how yes. he, how he operates. And, and I, I'm thinking it all the time, like when I'm at the store and, you know, I am waiting for something or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I better have more patience. Cause you know. Who who knows who's like, oh, that's podcast girl, you know? Like is she yeah. and well, so you're famous now. <laughs> no, not <laughs> yeah. not famous, but I'm definitely like no, you know, yeah. like, you know, my no, office yeah, the Meyer and I'm at, at the store on Sunday. Who's gonna like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But... No, it's so true. And um it's like when you get in a situation, if you if you think like if you I mean sounds cheesy, but if you're like, what would Jesus do? Yeah, <laughs> you know, what would he so do? True. And then that can really help. Yeah, it's so true. I love that so much. So tell me those hard questions you had, like when you were kind of working through those and answering those when you went back to church. Like, tell me, I kind of have this like opinion of my own that when you turn to God for to, for those hard questions that he will actually like resolve them in your heart mm -hmm. in a way that is like not of this world. And yeah. it's like, if you're like fighting with somebody on social media and they're like, Oh, but what about this? And Joseph Smith this. And you're like, well, you know, I had the spiritual experience and now like yeah. this, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. Like it doesn't yes. satisfy the critics like textbook response. Yeah. But you turn to heavenly father to get these answers. And it's like, it becomes so clear in your mind, you know, mm -hmm. that the results. So I'm just curious to hear in your words, like what that was like yeah. to resolve those. Like you said, and a lot of, I think a lot of guys, they're like, I don't want to hear the feeling. I want the logical answer. Like, I don't want to hear you got, you felt the spirit. And I was kind of like that too. It's like, no, 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 no. I need to know how this can possibly make sense to you. And so for me, what ended up happening is there's, there's one scripture and I don't know exactly if this is word for word, but it's like, God's ways are not your ways, nor are his, your ways, his ways. And it's God's ways are higher than yours or something like that. 
And I remember thinking, I'm like, okay, the thought came to mind. Did anyone, was anyone born out of polygamy that went on to do great things? And I'm like, yeah, there was. Do I know everything? No, I don't. Does God? Yes, he does. If the veil was lifted, like I feel like a few times in my life, like if he's let me like just maybe catch a glimpse, you know, a little bit. It's like, whoa, oh my gosh. Like everything's so clear. Like, wow, I never even thought that that could be an answer. But yeah, you just gave me this answer, which is better than anything I could have ever imagined on my own. And I'm so grateful for it. And it's like, I cannot believe how freaking smart you are. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. And so I think it's just like, there's good things that came from it, you know? And as crazy as it, means, as it sounds, we might get to heaven and be like, Oh, oh, yeah, okay, I understand. You know, or did it make the church grow in a way? Yes, it did. Did people come out of it that did good things? Yes. So there's the logical part of like, okay, but the truth is, I mean, go read the Old Testament. You want to talk about strange, like there's some strange, strange things in there, you know. It's just we don't understand everything. Yeah, totally. I I love that. I love that that answer. And um it's funny because I just, I'll never forget when I had my hard questions surrounding polygamy. Yeah. I went to my dad about it and, and he just, he's like, you wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for polygamy, just so you know. Oh, really? Like, That's true. You know, like, so okay. It it's just interesting how, you know, we see like what's in front of us. But if we turn to Heavenly Father with these hard questions, it's like, we will find peace about them and we will come to an understanding that that is perfect for us if we if we seek that so yeah see heart. there's been people that do great things born out of polygamy see ashley <laughs> hey i i'm not i'm not the one doing the great thing it's all the people that come on here that are, that are doing the great thing, so. well um shane it has been you are so awesome i just i am so glad i we have this girl named Jenna who helps me because we got, I get so many emails coming in and, and Jenna really helps me go through the emails because, um, I work full time and I'm a mom and a wife and all the things. And so it's hard for me to like keep up on all the emails. And so she emailed me yours and she's just like, Oh my gosh, we got to interview Shane. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. And so happy that she did because your story is just so amazing. And it's interesting because you have so many similarities with my dad. Like really? my dad taught taught school my whole life, and he um, now he's a professor at, at at Utah Tech in St. George. But and then just I don't know, like you have a lot of similarities with my dad. So I just I thought that was super interesting, and um, I don't know, it's just been so awesome to interview you, and your story is amazing, and I know that I. It's going to help so many people. So you said well, in your story, you said when you were saying that prayer, you told God that you would help people yeah. if, he, if he would answer you and give you that that testimony. And, and you are. You're here and you're sharing your story. And I know that thousands of people are going to listen to this and it's going to help so many people. So thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're awesome, too. I love your story and you're, you're doing a great thing. So it's fun talking to you. Yes, it was. Well, thank you so much, Shane. We'll see ya.
Hey guys, first off, I want to give you a heartfelt thank you to all of you that support the podcast. We wouldn't be able to get this message out without all of your help, so thank you so much. I've had a few questions come in from people that aren't on social media, so I just wanted to let you guys know that we do have a website. It's www.comebackpodcast.org. You can find all of our episodes here. Um, There's a list of our book club selections, and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks again. We love you guys so much.